just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 132 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 7, Episode 2, What Are You Willing to Lose? I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 7, Episode 2, What Are You Willing to Lose? Dom, we are here how the fuck are you, my friend? I'm good. Very good. All the better for seeing you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I actually, I swore at work the other day, not like to anyone, not in any kind of aggressive way, but just in conversation. And someone was like, oh, wow, I think I've heard you swear before. And I was like, went into this whole story about, yeah, I have this, uh, like, my best friend, I didn't go into who I do a podcast with. No, I was like, <laughs> I build, have, we build tree houses together and have sleepovers. So I was like, no, my like, my best friend's really, he swears a lot, a lot. And it's really started to rub off on me. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're fired, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Twice I got called uh, like very British this week by two very different people. So I, I had a, I was on... Uh, like a work shift on a call i went off for half an hour came back and they're like oh what did you have in your break i, was like, I had some crumpets because that's what well, that's, that's all i had in the flat I literally whenever i go out and buy stuff i buy milk i buy crumpets i buy cereal i occasionally buy rice <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> wait wait um, wait we've already got questions what do you put on your crumpets uh i put like like butter yes. and jam and jam. What kind of butter? That's like, like brand. Mm. Spreadable or the stuff that's going to rip it to pieces? Yeah, spreadable, spreadable. Yeah. I don't want to wait 45 minutes for that to melt. I'm going to yeah. get the spreadable gear, get that straight on there. Bosh. What cereal? You said you've mentioned Cocoa Pops the other day, but you was also excited oh, when I mentioned God. Crunchy Nut. Yeah, love a bit of Crunchy Nut. It's a petrol station staple, Crunchy Nut. You go to the petrol station, that's what they've got. Weetabix, Crunchy Nut, Porridge, Cocoa Pops, Fruit and Fire, uh, no, Muesli. There you go. Corn Cornflakes, maybe. Corn, maybe. But yeah, I, I love a Crunchy Nut. Uh, fruit and Fibre I've got at the moment. I had Cheerios as well. The Cocoa Pops are gone now. Uh, and yeah, I've always got some porridge oats somewhere. Ready to go so as well. When, I, when I'm getting to like... I don't like to finish the box of cereal because then you have to like recycle and throw it away. It's a whole thing. So I yeah. quite often will just get towards where there's half a bowl left of the box and stop and start on a new box. And then sometimes I'll have like four boxes that all have like half a bowl in and I just put them four half a bowls into one bowl and have a mix of like Cocoa Pops, Crunchy Nut, you know, Cheerios. And um, yeah, it's really like a bit of a sugar overload but it's, 
It's the only way to live, my friend. You don't live as long, but it's a way to live. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> All right. So they said, "Oh, you're having crumpets." You're very so British. That was that was basically it was they they went. That's like the most British thing I've ever heard, and they're from Slovakia, so you know I I get that. That's fair enough. And then I was messaging people this week, um, the last couple of days at least, for their addresses um, because I like to spy on people. Um, no, not really. Because we have our wonderful merch drop coming soon, limited edition. If you haven't ordered it, you ain't getting it, basically. Um, but the people that not, have ordered they, it... Nike hoodies. Them hoodies are Nike. They're in the printers right now. Like, come on, proper... Uh, I was surprised when I saw the Nike on it. I was like, that is beautiful. Um, but yeah, so, so I was messaging people for their addresses. And one of the people I messaged was Texas Lauren. And I said, uh, I didn't say hi, Texas Lauren. I was like, hi, Lauren. How the devil are you? Um, I need your address because I'm sending stuff. You know, for once you don't have to do it. Ha ha. You know, and a, a little bit of banter. And she was like, oh my God, it's <laughs> like the, the most like British opening like possible. So then I replied, like, I could have thrown in a what, what, pip, pip, you know, cheerio and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she asked me to say geezer and mate. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll throw that in as well. So geezer and mate. So that's for you, nice. Te Texas Lauren. There you I go. Was, I have one more thing I want to say as well. Okay. We we mention a lot of ravens on our podcast, like, through conversation. They, they join us in episodes and we talk about a lot of them and we do their shout outs and, and lots of things. Mm -hmm. uh, one person that we probably don't mention enough is Nick. I think Nick was at our watch along the other day. We don't see him that often. Uh, and he was very excited, you know, got promoted. He was there with his puppies and, you know, just, just chilling and having a great time. Um, and I, I called him the defender of us because mm. he is kind of always that sort of first person to either message us separately and just be like hey guys you know it's okay you don't need to worry about this you know it's all mm -hmm. fine and makes us feel better or he says in the group like hey you know like stop worrying about this shit <laughs> you know it just just it just everybody be friends and yeah so i think he's the defender of us and i thought i'll just give him a little shout out because he's a, a lovely chap absolutely yeah Nick, you're the man and mm. a real like day one supporter, Raven, been here for forever. Yeah, we really appreciate you, man. Uh, another person that I also wanted to shout out is, I mean, he does get a lot of love on the podcast. Look at you, your Pepsi Max. You, you don't you don't do fizzy bubble at this time of day. I never, <laughs> you're always on the squash. Is it squash or water normally, but I had that. That's what I had. So I just mm. went for it. Oh, delicious. I just, I love, sorry, Ed, I'll come back to you. I love fizzy drinks so much. Like, we call them fizzy drinks, but like, you know, soda, so much. Like, they're, I prefer it to alcohol. Like, it's my favorite thing. Like, I could just, like, it, like, Fanta, Tizer, Iron Brew, Coke, Cherry Coke, Lilt, Sprite. I love it all. I just love it. <laughs> I, I, I don't, like, we don't have any at home. Like, as in, I can't, I never, like, am able to buy, like, a multi-pack of 24 cans or whatever, which my parents definitely did in the 90s. I'm still, my parents' fridge stocked. Um, it's so annoying because they're, like, you know, like thin and, and in good health. And I'm like... 
I'm like drinking myself to death with these fizzy <laughs> drinks. But oh man, it's the best. Isn't it just the best? Yeah. I mean, bad food, fizzy drinks, you and I are going into an early grave, but at least like, <laughs> yeah. like we said, we've had fun with it. So we'll be there together. Yeah. <laughs> Tizer. I'd love a Tizer. I haven't seen one of them around for Ooh, years. Do they even I exist? one for Saturday. I don't think they do anymore. But I'm going to go, I'll go to a little news agents because little news agents is the classic, isn't it? That's the oh, place yeah. where you can find a Tizer, you know, the back of the shelf with like all the weird flavored Fantas as well. Mm. You know, you know, exotic flavored Fantas and things that you don't normally get in the regular shops. So my favorite thing when you're in a different country, like particularly, oh, is this funny? She <laughs> loves it. Particularly when you're in um, like America or uh, like we was in uh, the Caribbean recently and, and whatever, like foreign fanta for some oh. reason orange fanta in foreign countries just tastes the best there's it, something different about it it's a brighter orange isn't it mm. it's a brighter orange do you think that's right i mean this with all due respect but do you think it's because we have stricter rules as to what can go in the drink like e so numbers we, and stuff yeah i think we have stricter policies on, on how much coloring and how much sugar and so on and so on and so on can go in the drink so when you go to like the states or a european country and it's like a bright luminescent yeah. orange you're like yes that shit will kill me if i finish the liter in one go but it's worth it because it tastes so good it's like do you remember the rise and fall of sunny delight yeah there was a period in our childhood where sunny delight was like the number one drink everywhere and people were everywhere just drinking it drinking it. it's the best it's the best of the best for like a month and then after about a month there was like a number one headlines child has turned orange yeah. <laughs> and all these people like turning like fluorescent colors and then it dropped i don't does it even exist anymore probably not over here i don't know i i again tiny small news agents will have a bottle of it back of the shelf it's nine years out of date it's still the same one from the 90s <laughs> <Yeah>. just... <laughs> But sorry, Ed, back to you. Uh, Ed, 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 I don't want to put you on blast, but I'm going to put you on blast. Ed was like raving contributing because you actually, we have our tiers, right, of Patreon, but you can actually just set your own tiers. You know, people can pay different things, amounts or whatever. And was just, <laughs> he, like, unbeknown to us, was just. I'll just say that it was just super being really, really supportive and so kind. Um, and I mean, every week when he's, he's on pigeon, pigeon time, but when the episodes come out, he messages us and just is so kind and so supportive to us individually and, and together. Um, it just really means a lot, man. Like I know a lot of people reach out a message, but every single time it always really is touching to think that some people are listening to this and getting any form of enjoyment out of it like we really appreciate it yeah definitely he, he quite often like uh praises the raven that's on with us as well like mm. jay that was on with us a few weeks ago um head was like jay's so right this is great you know uh, and like was really like resonating st with stuff that jay was saying and was sharing it with us as well and like I, you know that's so nice it's so like ed ed is just a class act to be honest he's just such a nice guy so um yeah he's just he's one of the best but like all like all we love all of our ravens to say we love you equally would probably be a lie 
but we do love you equally. <laughs> Take from that as you will. <laughs> uh, no, we do. We do. We do love you all unevenly. No, we do. We love you all. And we really appreciate it. It really does feel like a community. The Discord, man, is so popping off. There's like 55 people on there now. I'm getting involved now. I'm getting involved. <laughs> Normally, I get upset because I post something and people ignore it, but people are replying to shit now. <laughs> This is all in your head. This is this is called the damaging self-talk in your head. It's not true. You just, you know, everyone loves it. Everyone loves you. It's really great. People, there's so, what's nice is, uh, like, I don't have the notifications on, so I'll just go in and check it, like, once or twice a day. And when I go in, it's just flooded with messages. And they're not aimed at Dom or I. They're in between other ravens. That's like the beautiful thing about it. People mm. just having conversations on there about all kinds of things. Like One Tree Hill is probably the least discussed stuff. On Well, I think there's a maybe the book thread. No, there's that gets talked <laughs> on. There's like some threads. But One Tree Hill does get talked about. But the majority of the Discord is about movies and current affairs not like political stuff but you know current celebrity gossip let's be real you know who's dating who that kind of stuff and book recommendations movie recommendations it's a really great vibe yeah uh, like i mean every time i do the same like i might go in once or twice a day again no, no notifications turned on but i have them turned off for pretty much everything anyway um and i have to scroll back so far to see what mm. people are talking about because it even like puts you in a certain place and you think oh, okay i'm kind of all caught up and you're like oh shit i've missed loads and i actually have to scroll back really far to see who said what and what the hell they're talking about i mean still a lot of the time i have no idea what they're talking about but you know it's worth it, it yeah it's really cool but dom i said to you i was like a couple minutes late to coming on to the zoom with you and i said i'll tell you why when we're on mm. the podcast mm-hmm. so as you know, we moved house like what six months ago, something like that. And there's always a bit of a it takes time to learn the new house and all that sort of stuff. And by we, I mean Luna, my dog, to learn all the little nooks and crannies and everything. And what she's discovered in this house that's different to our last house is it must be that the kitchen counters are slightly lower, maybe, than they were in the last house. And She's not a big dog. She's a Labrador, but she's not like a... She's quite small for a Labrador. But that doesn't stop her from getting onto her back legs, walking like a human, putting her... And, like, I've seen her do it, like, through, like, the the doors to, like, the dining room and whatever have glass in them. So I can see from the living room through the dining room into the kitchen and sometimes see her doing it. Uh, and so I can stop her doing it. But she can put her pours up and then she can grab things that are on the side now this has happened over the last few weeks where she's becoming more confident where f had um a a beef a steak pie had half left the other half on the side on the baking tray have that later heard a little bang went and looked that steak pie was gone (laughs) I mean, it was hot still, I think. <laughs> Gone, right? Uh, and then we've had other, we've have, uh, had other examples where she's, you know, gone up and eaten all kinds of things. Today was an interesting example. I heard a noise. 
I went and she had got up and knocked off a bag of flour and ate half a bag of flour. Oh, my God. And then I thought, okay, that's fine. I went to go and put my son's bed and two twos, blah, blah, blah. And then come back down. She's got up again. I'd moved everything. So I don't know. She's really stretching. And she got a bag of rice. Like uncooked rice. <laughs> and so the rice was all over the floor. So that's why I was late. I was trying to... And I've had to close just close the kitchen off. Oh. Um, like, I respect it because she's got personality. I love it. I love I love her so much and so unconditionally. Like, it doesn't bother me. The only thing I worry about is, like, it hurting, like, her stomach and stuff. Um, yeah, eating something she shouldn't eat. Right. I mean, when she was a puppy, he once was talking to someone and she just ate a bite out of the wall. <laughs> that looks like some tasty plasterboard right there. <laughs> it's, just, well, it's sad because, you know, for Labradors, they their stomach is like it's never full. Like, obviously it is, but they have that sensation of always wanting to eat. That's why they're so trainable to be, like, guide dogs, assistance dogs. I think you can even have some Labradors that are, like, sniffer dogs in, like, airports and stuff. They're so trainable because they just res- cause they respond to food. Mm. So you can train their behaviors. Um, and obviously they're also just intelligent superior dogs. But, <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was late. There, yeah, there we go. That's fine. That's okay. That's, you know... That's a that's a nice reason to be late. At least that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And hopefully, um, like maybe she was trying to bake you something. Have you thought about that? Maybe make you a nice yeah, rice pudding like, or like, yeah, she was just yeah rice pudding. That could I'm be gonna, what it is. Gonna put some stuff together. You know, bit of cinnamon on the side there. Get that later. Yeah, she's know. like, can you just give me some milk? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me some milk out of the fridge. Just leave that on the side. I'll sort it out myself. <laughs> yeah, <It's> done. <laughs> Just put it somewhere I can reach, please. <laughs> like, don't make it too challenging. Yeah. Uh, right. I just need to check that. Um. <laughs> I, I was just checking about the um, if we've got any Patreon movements because I actually can't remember. Uh-huh. Uh, no, we don't. No, we don't. No, no. Not this we week. We don't. We don't. Not this week. But it's been I just busy saw, a few, the last few weeks. But I just saw. It has. It really has. I just saw a message from F because I was messing about with her earlier about before I was like doing the judgments on her of like who's your favorite performer, who's your favorite character of and it about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, just as like joking around. And she just sent a message there saying this and the other and blah 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 blah. Thanks for this, thanks for that. And then she said, Oh, by the way, also ten out of ten for Keith, my favorite background performer. I don't think <laughs> she knows that Keith's dead at this point. But <laughs> He's been dead a long time. <laughs> but the Dom season seven. Oh boy. Jeepers. I was not expecting what happened in this episode. Well, we've, we've got Kat coming on in three minutes. So I guess we best not. I mean, we should wait for a moment. But can I ask you a more of a broader One Tree Hill question? Mm-hmm. You've seen six full seasons. There's you've only got like I don't know fifty five ish to go. How how many did you say you've seen? One hundred and thirty two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you've got fifty five to go. Sure. 
so you've you're in I don't know fifteen episodes or so. You only have a quarter left. You'd be at seventy five percent. That's crazy. <laughs> Just without thinking too tough, if you had to choose, who are your top three favorite One Tree Hill characters? No order from any. Just the show in total, so any season. Dan, no order. Dan straight Dan. away. Um, no order. Dante, N- probably not. <laughs> Bear. Um, Gabe. Uh. <laughs> like, Keith always kind of holds a special place, I think, for me. But probably not one of my top three. I think he was. I think he definitely was, but he's probably not now. Oh my god! Can I just tell you something real quick that I just remember when I I dropped the hoodies and t-shirts off to get printed yesterday. When yeah. I took them into the printers, I was like, "Oh, they're like, what? What company is it?" And I was like, "Well, it's kind of just like a personal project." And then I was like, "I was like, okay." And he was like, "Oh, Keith Scott Body Shop." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And for a few minutes, for a minute or two there, I think he thought that I work for Keith Shop. Keith Scott body shot like he didn't realize it he I think he thought it was real which is hilarious because imagine it's real and on the back you've just gone and the real money's in the towing (laughs) (laughs) that'd be a great like slogan for a real business (laughs) yeah but then there was a woman there that was like helping me and she was just like I'd shown it showing her the mock-up for like the size of the print and she's like that looks so familiar Mm. like that looks so familiar like do I know this and I was like, yeah, it's from One Tree Hill. She's like, oh. And I was like, yeah, it's not you real. Say, I'm not Keith Scott. but You say I present a really successful podcast with my, my very good friend Dom and you should fucking listen and sign up. <laughs> Ravensoups.net. Why? Because <laughs> it just like really pours it down. Her. Yeah, I would yeah. Do, I'll go back and make a point of doing that. Good. Sorry, who are your other two? So, yeah, so Keith holds a special place, Dan. Keith, Keith holds a special place, but I don't think he's in the top three. I think Dan, I think Nathan, and quite possibly Julian. I think Julian has edged his way in. Deb is always, again, someone who, who holds like quite a special place, but I think Julian might have eked in there. A Julian over Whitey? Oh, like I always forget about Whitey because he hasn't been in it. But, like Obviously, he was in it at the end of season six, but there's such a big gap. But yeah, Whitey is like the overlord of them all. Like he's still there. You see him? He's like, he's like, God, I see him. He's like God level. Yeah. 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 He's like, he can't not be the favorite. He is like the favorite. And then like, sorry, I was, yeah, just picking like three others. <laughs> three other subordinates. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we've got Kat in the waiting room. So let's bring her on in and discuss this episode that shocked me completely rocked my world cat let me welcome you to the podcast welcome legendary cat comes to every single watch along wakes up like so early in the morning half four half five she won't miss one if she does miss a watch along what will happen dom it's over we're done podcast finished no pressure no pressure all of the pressure, can't actually. I think you, think you missed the point there. Is the so whole pressure, pressure is on? <laughs> all of the pressure's on you. If you don't turn <laughs> up, it's, it's over. Cat, you're here. We love it. How are you? And what time is it? 
Uh, it is 5.30 in the morning and the sun is already out. It's been out since before 5 a.m. here, so I'm up when the sun rises. On like a normal day, do you wake up this early? I wake up. I don't necessarily get up. I usually get up at about six-ish. That's still so early. I wake, I wake when the sun rises. Wow. What's what's a normal time for going to bed for you? 10, 10, 30. So, so bad, when you bad. guys do, do the watch along starting at 10.30 your time and going on past midnight. Oh, trust me, I want to be in bed. <laughs> I think I prefer the early morning starts. I don't think I could. I mean, I would because, you know, the podcast would be cancelled if I didn't. But 100%. Yeah. Yeah, we hit. We've actually got like a self-destruct cat button. It's got your face on it, and it's like if you ever don't show up, we hit the button, and that's it, gone. Deletes. Oh no! All the past content as well. Dom and I just like walk oh, off into the woods. Everything. We just walk off. We just don't stop walking until that's it. We're in a place that just doesn't know us until the sugar and busy drinks kicks in and kills us. <laughs> Just twitching on the inner ditch. Just <laughs> cat, cat, cat. There, this is so. Yeah. There's so much to talk about in this episode. Hey, Zeus. It is. <laughs> what? Where do you want to start, cat? Give us a thread. Let's unravel it. There is only one place to start in this episode because I don't know if Dom knows, but the Ravens community, the pigeons. Have been waiting three years. Let's not wait. Make them wait anymore. <laughs> it's the, it's One Tree Hill's power couple, Dom, <sighs> Rachel and Dan. It's just such an unbelievable moment. And do you know what? At the beginning of the episode, Dan is playing with a with a wedding ring on his finger, and I was thinking, well, that's really weird. Why is why is he still got his wedding ring? And I just assumed it was the wedding ring from from Deb. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe he just still wears it and it's like a thing. He's obviously doing a TV show or selling a book or something like that. And that's kind of the vibe you got from it. And it turns out that that was right. So I was quite pleased at that. And it's like, oh, the, you know, I'd like to introduce the love of my life, my wife. And I was thinking, Deb? Could it be Deb? Like, why would it be Deb? Why would they have got back together? They wouldn't, it's like, there's no trust between them. So who's it going to be? And then I just saw, you see the hair. The sort of like brunette ready sort of coloured tinted hair. And I was like, oh my God, it's her. And then Bosch, Rachel's face on the screen, ready to ruin my day. My day. <laughs> I was like, oh, I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. I was in total shock. Total okay, shock. Okay, I'm going to say a couple things. So in particular, Chuck has really been wanting this moment for years, like literally years. Like I remember when the, from like the 316 episode where uh, you predicted something or you predicted, I think it was like just as you knew we went into 16 and you were like, oh, what's Jimmy going to do? Is he like going to take like a weapon into school? And it was like, obviously that's a whole serious thing right there. But in terms of your predicting and whatever, we're like, oh, he, he's got it, you know? With um, as soon as that happened, 
in the watch along at the time chuck wrote in the chat yeah but he'll never get the rachel twist in season seven it was like from that long ago is <laughs> that moment has been built up <laughs> that's literally the only reason like chuck has stuck around is to see if i would figure that out and i, I think you'd said simon that i had come close to predicting mm. it is that right like so i must i said something along the lines of he needs someone to kind of look after him, put yeah. their arm around his shoulder and just be like, okay, I'm going to take control of the situation for a little while or something like that. And I said, it would be mm-hmm. great if it's Whitey, but it might be a like a female character. If it was someone like like that has the presence of Karen Adeb. And then there was like a bit of joking and banter back and forth. I can't even, I can't mm. remember if you said Rachel, I but did. then we talked about. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I did. Or did somebody did. In, yeah. Somebody did, yeah. And it was like. And, a, the, end, oh. the discord went off <laughs> did it was were people getting in trouble because of that right just to... we just we just couldn't believe that that it had been dropped that because it was it's just such an unexpected pairing it's the most unexpected pairing like i'd even thought like t- to my knowledge they've never communicated with each other i don't remember them having any yeah that i yeah i actually have that that question for you and that's that's one of my the predictions how do you predict that they met because i was thinking about it myself i don't think they've ever had scenes before mm. i know that they've been like in the basketball court um etc where you know she's been a cheerleader dan's been making a speech etc so they've been in group scenes like that but i don't even though i've watched the show a bunch of times i don't think they've ever had scenes alone before yeah, or yeah. even within a small group setting. I, I mean, so. I, yeah, I've certainly never had any reason to, to have dialogue between them like as characters. So, yeah, yeah very bizarre. Like, it was so strange. Because like, I even joked about the, 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 was her name like Emily, like really Emily, but her, her fake name was something yes. else. Yes. Yeah. Jules. 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 Because I was even like, oh, maybe like she could pop back up because that would have been an interesting twist. Like, oh, yeah, like this is the this is kind of part of the reason my brother's dead now is because of her. But, oh, yeah, we got together or something. And it would have been a weird thing to do. But I kind of like, OK, you can understand it. He maybe got in touch with her at a low moment and maybe she was having a really low moment and they connected and it's kind of built from there. And they've built this relationship and it's turned into, you know, a bit of a franchise kind of thing. But Rachel, I have no idea. I I can't even I can't even place it. Like you've just asked me a, like a really interesting question. Like, how do I think that they've like made this connection? And I've immediately start to create things in my mind. So the only the only thing I can think of is that when he was at his lowest and wanted to kill himself, Whitey kind of took him under his um, wing a little bit. Yeah, took him to some sort of facility. Let's say rehab facility some kind of mental health hospital something like that to 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 kind of look after him make sure he's safe and doesn't do anything stupid or hurt himself puts him in there and who does he bump into rachel rachel is also there they connect because you know the whole tree hill experience bosh she then sees his charismatic energetic ways and thinks where's my cash cow right there big big daddy cash cow (laughs) which is his new name 
and yeah, she's I like it. Put it on jumped a shirt. on him. Jumped Make on him for the happen. ride. Yeah, Big Daddy Cash Cow's the next one. <laughs> Big Daddy Cash Cow. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, well, that's it. Do, well, can you... So, okay, so that's the reveal, but also we get more insight of Dan's TV show. It's like it's some sort of self-help... Uh, spiritual in some some regards like i think some people get the terms of spirituality uh confused sometimes but um spirituality is just like the journey into oneself right so it's that kind of bettering yourself kind of uh book and all of that sort of thing um and he has the moment of giving the book to to the homeless man having that connection one of my favorite lines I don't know why. It's just because the homeless guy says to Dan at the end, he goes, what's your name is, man? <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. Is if you guys are oh, no one, oh, I'll put this in the discord, but there's this video of this guy that's, um, that's been arrested in America. This is like, like a real or a short that's gone viral, you know, hundreds of times. So you probably, you might've seen it. And it's a guy that's in the back of a police car. And there's a guy from like, I don't know, whatever TV channel being like, you know, asking questions like, Hey, what happened there? Like, you know, why are you being arrested? This, that, and the other. And the guy's just like, get away from me, man, get away. And he's like, you know, why did you, why did you just rob that house? Why did you do whatever? And he said, he gets going, why this, why that? And he, the guy turns around and goes, why you got so much hair coming out your nose? <laughs> and then, and then, but then then they're like, mates start laughing. So they become friends. And he's just like, oh, I'm just bullshitting. He's like, what channel this is? <laughs> and it's like, it just reminded me of that. It's the best. Sorry, off on a tangent there. But then we kind of see that it was all a ploy and that Dan actually knew the guy. It was kind of like a little bit of a PR stunt maybe what's your perception dom he, he has a beer with him at the end it's like he knows him does he know him i don't know i'm not here to give answers you're here to give answers what are the answers and then give us a prediction then call me colonel one time it's been forever oh my god colonel jeez i i i didn't get that at all i thought dan had gone over to give him the book and he was like who the hell are you and rachel then took the picture because this is like this is a good opportunity for a bit of publicity because Dan's like unknowing to the picture. I think Dan has gen gone over with genuine intention. Look, here's the book. You can do what you want with it. You can read it and help yourself and, you know, get out of the, the slump you're in and get off the streets and stuff. Or you can sell it for, you know, some booze or whatever and make yourself feel better for a, a short time. Because um, when Rachel shows him the picture, he says, I was like, that's not the reason I did it. It's like, it's kind of not why I did it, but okay. Because she's like, oh, look, you're really popular on the internet and blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, that wasn't the intention. So I, I, I don't think he did know the guy. And then he goes back to see him later on that day and just, you know, catch up. I think he's, I think redemption is the key bit there. I think he is really trying to redeem himself and be a better person and, and help people out. And that okay. guy is in The Walking Dead as well. The homeless is guy. Is he? Yeah. Okay, so good for Walking him. Walking Dead fans out there will recognise T-Dog. Yeah. Also, just remember, I'm here to I'm here to ask questions. I'm not here to give you the answers. Sometimes I just want to I just want to hear what your thoughts are. You know. Okay. Okay. What What do you make of Dan in this role, Cat? Like of this spiritual change? 
I think he has been looking for some way to redeem himself. Whether or not this is the way remains to be seen at this point. Can he ever redeem himself? He's done some horrific things. But, yeah, I I do think he's trying to be genuine. But it doesn't mean that he won't look at that photo and look at the ruffle it's, it's caused and go, we could do this again. Maybe there is good in, you know, publicity. And, do and you that's ha- why he's got Rachel. <laughs> right. She's like his publicist. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the the devil on his shoulders. You know, we have the villain of our story in Dan, the villainess in, of our story in Rachel. Put them together and find out what they'll do. The devil wears Prada. <laughs> yeah. Dom, do you have a prediction for Dan, for Rachel? Like, where do you think this is heading? So difficult because it's so early on in the season, but I think like Rachel looks like she's clearly in this for the the fame and fortune. Even from this point, you can you kind of get that vibe that she doesn't even say "I love you" back. He says "I love you," and she's like, "I know," you know. It's just kind of like, "Oh, okay, great." Um, like, thank Han. you. <laughs> it's like a Han Solo reference. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. Oh no, <laughs> um, but. Uh, I think she's she's kind of purely in it for the the big daddy cash cow. Like this is my this is easy money, you know. Giddy he's, up. Yeah, he's he's kind of written this book, but it was kind of going nowhere. He was like Lucas, really failing. Um, but she's kind of seen an opportunity. Maybe did she take money? Was there money missing from Brooke at some point a little while ago? Like a brown bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> like full of yeah, she what she a stole, cash. yeah she stole money. She was staying at Brooks on the sofa to like get clean, and then yeah, she bounced and stole some money. Yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. she, she <laughs> used that for to, to get herself ahead somehow, and has used it to influence her way with people, the right people to then you know get Dan's book you know up and running and his own TV show and. She's like the publicist that's married him, but married him for fame and fortune. And uh, I kind of feel like Dan hasn't got the heart haha, um, to to really like push for business and go for business. It seems like he wants to do the right thing for people. Um, so I don't know how far it's going to go. Like I can't see it. I can't see this being a marriage full of love and joy and happiness and children. I see this probably being a short-term thing where she goes, I was trying to, I was in it for the money, I'm, you know, and you don't seem to be interested, so I'm not in it anymore. So, yeah. Well, we'll find out. We will see. There's no, I mean, yeah, what else can we say? Let, let's move over to the other Scott in this, and let's talk about Nathan, because this is huge this is we haven't really had massive nathan drama for a while like he was a bit quiet in season six really like i mean he was doing his comeback but in terms of hey nathan's done something potentially allegedly that has 
paints him in a really poor light since like season five, really, where he, you know, was had his problems with accepting he, that he missed the NBA. So to have these allegations and to for him to be out of out of favor with Haley, potentially, we don't know, but that's how the episode ended. That he was telling Haley what's been happening. I mean, Dom, what what? Firstly, what? What's your initial reaction to these allegations? Do you think that they're true? And what do you think of Renee? I think Renee is a skanky mess that's messing with our boy Nathan, who's done nothing wrong. Bold, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I I think I think this is a this is a tout for money, or she's got the wrong player, or something like that. She's made a mistake somehow or she is just like fleecing him for cash you know get herself some some cheap celebrity i mean cat do you have any thoughts on renee that you're able to say from this episode i mean presenting him with the ultrasound of their baby that's ballsy because there comes a time where 100% proof can be given on that. So <laughs> yeah. that's incredibly ballsy to claim that they've slept together on a night that Nathan, it seems from the conversation that Nathan and Clay had about that night, it seems like it was a really big one that they really got drunk. And, yeah, Nathan has been the good guy for basically since the moment he first kissed Haley, he's been the good guy. Maybe he's not so good. And maybe, I mean, a couple of episodes ago, I believe Dom was surprised and predicting that Nathan and Haley by this stage would have another baby. Is this it? Is Nathan having another baby? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> yeah, Nathan's having Dom. another baby, just not with his wife. Fuck! Haley, there's Dom's predictions are just just like Haley. We got some changes happening around the house that you have to get used to it. But you know, we're gonna use another one of them bedrooms. <laughs> We'll you know, fill it up they're, with another kid. The NBA money house. <laughs> yeah, they got needs the room. another kid in it. They got That's the room. Yeah, I will, it's, I will, it's, say, it's I will say, I will say, Nathan's had some like uh, it hasn't been complete plain sailing for no. him. Like, I mean, he's had some dips and ups and downs, and I mean, at one point if we remember when dancing on bars and stuff, like he was potentially going upstairs with Haley's sister. Um, yeah. You know, it was all a ploy. He wouldn't have done it, I think. You know, he was looking for, I don't know, attention, validation, whatever in that moment. Um, and these things happen. But yes, he's had a solid trajectory going up. But as we all do, we have the the ups and downs of life but not i mean nothing to this kind of level i mean dom if this is true would this this would shake the foundation of the show 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it will. It was definitely a huge spanner in the works for that kind of storyline, and that progression, and that like the progression from, like let's say even episode one where he's you know, quite casual with who he's seeing and sleeping with and what he's doing and doesn't really care about Peyton too much to falling for this girl, making mistakes, and then doing everything he can to fix those issues. You know, getting married and then getting married again to make sure that he's that they're both on the right path and they're both trying to better themselves for each other, you know, and for their little boy and they're trying to do the right things for their small unit and their family and, and keep it contained. And I think, I, I do personally think this is bullshit. And what really pissed me off is that the proof was shit as well. I mean, Simon, I could turn up tomorrow with a, a picture of an ultrasound and say this, this is three months, it's your baby. Who's having and it? He, you. Yeah, but it means fucking nothing, does it? It means like absolutely a, nothing. Like, a, is it Junior? Junior, <laughs> isn't it? Where yeah. Arnold is like having a baby. Having the baby. Yeah. It means, it means yeah. nothing. It, well, it means everything to Nathan's career. That's the thing. He's, he's worked so hard. He's made it. And this, you, you, you did predict that maybe Nathan's NBA career might be short-lived. Mm. Yeah, because he's in a contract this, year. This could end it, and it's it's actually interesting timing because there's a very not same but similar scandal going on in the NBA right now with an Australian player that's been in the news for the last four or five days. Uh, slightly different thing. Um, he's been accused of having um, having a relationship with a seventeen year old girl. Yep, he's in, he's, <laughs> you know, and there's obviously the question, did he know? Was she was she pretending she was, you know, th- this guy's 21, but he's in a contract year. He's, he's already, you know, they're already spouting the figures that he's make, he's in a contract worth $40 million Australian and his next five-year contract will be worth over three hundred million Australian, and very different. Been accused of that over having a an affair and a baby outside your marriage. Yeah, it's tw- twenty-one to seventeen but... isn't as isn't as bad as what I thought he was going to say. Like, I'm not saying no. okay, therefore it's okay, but I thought if you're saying like it's like a thirty-year-old guy and a seventeen-year-old, yeah. it's like four years. Yeah. It's really difficult, isn't it? Because like a few years after that, four years makes no difference at all. Um, I mean, Correct. like I, I I don't know. It's like a bit of like a grey area dotted line there, isn't it? I know it's yeah, like, I it's, don't know. it's borderline, but the, you know, there's there's smaller things like they've they've been photographed, videoed inside outside bars, nightclubs, and over there twenty one. Right. So there's there's the smaller things like she's getting into these places because of him, right? And he's been he's been videoed with with her brother. And they've had, com- you know, they clearly know each other conversations. So right, so he should he must know. Have, he must have known. That been aware. He must have known. But yeah, it's it's broken into a bit of a scandal, and 
yeah, they're basically saying it's risking $300 million. So that's just for context, that might be, you know, inflation and all that maybe. Maybe Nathan's risking $200 million, $150 million. It's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. But, uh, I mean, that, like, well, let's hope it's resolved and, like, the yeah. all the relevant parties are, are happy with decisions and things and everybody's kind of safe and mm. there's no, yeah. like, weird, horrible stuff happening and, like in the behind the scenes of that um like in terms of nathan's journey in this uh, maybe is it renee is that her name renee mm-hmm. maybe she'll be the downfall of him a little bit but i, I kind of feel like what i'm really hoping for is that Haley sticks by him because i know like Haley, um and like quite rightly for uh you know we'll jump and be like well is it is it yours and then not talk to him and disappear and go off with Quinn for a few days or whatever and and hide somewhere but I, I kind of really want Haley to to kind of be on his side and be like right tell me honestly did it happen or did it not him to say it didn't happen it's not my kid and I had to go okay I believe you let's fight this or let's you know find out what the hell this person wants or what they're doing and then just see what happens when the you know when the baby arrives six months isn't a long time um but I kind of feel like it's not going to be that easy, unfortunately. Um, it's going to be sort of stormy weather ahead for 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 Nathan, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't really trust Clay as well in the first episode. I, I was a bit unsure about him, but he he's kind of won back my trust a little bit in this episode. He did seem like he was trying to deal with things. Nathan then rushes in and starts shouting and hollering, and it makes things go a little bit tense and horrible. But I think if if I was him and I was sitting opposite someone and they said, oh, it's his baby and I've got proof and they slide a bit of paper across to me, like an envelope across to me and I pull out an ultrasound picture, I'm going to be like, get fucked. That proves nothing. <laughs> Fuck off. That's Dom's, nothing. Dom's version of being an agent. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, look, I'll, I'll give you 20 grand to fuck off and you never talk of this again or we'll see you in six months. We'll do a DNA test and we'll see who the fuck the baby belongs to because this is bullshit. And I'll just call their bluff. You can be... If I ever make it to some sort of NBA level from all of the fizzy drinks and Doritos I eat, <laughs> then uh, I want you as my agent. Okay? So what's your percentage? Um, 15. It's a little high. Come on, man. Got to look <laughs> after me. Come on. Okay. Well, as Neither of us are going to be here long, so... As long as you get rid of all them ultrasounds that are coming your way, let them know. <laughs> then there'll be. But the thing is, like, I'll take it, burn it, and just be like, "Fucking what ultrasound? What are you talking about? You didn't give me anything. There was nothing." Okay. <laughs> <a> perfect negotiation <laughs> tactic. Don the agent. I love it. That's it. Okay. Well, what what do you think of Clay Cat? Um, and again, I know you can only say so much because he's new, but. Where do you, where do you sit on him? Replacement Lucas. <laughs> Don't sit on him. <laughs> <laughs> Replacement yeah. Lucas, yeah. Replacement Lucas. I mean, I know that they they are very different characters. Clay's a lot more jovial, jokey, but a high pressure job. Lucas could never. 
but yeah, all in all, yeah, replace replacement Lucas is sort of how I how I feel about play and and then Quinn as well, replacement Peyton. <laughs> but that's kind of I don't know. That's kind of how they were so called sold in to the show. Um, so when I originally watched, um, I watched season to season, they would release the season DVDs each year. I'd spend a weekend binge watching and the only spoilers I got from the show, aside from the obvious, oh, there's another season until season nine, oh, this is the last season. The only spoiler I got was Lucas and Peyton had le- were leaving, had left. And then my perception was there was a lot of advertising focused on these two new characters. So I went in with the perception of, oh, they've brought in a new couple. This is replacement Lucas and Peyton. I don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I've I've watched since, I I, I, I let that, replacement Lucas and Peyton feeling go a little bit more, but it still lingers. <laughs> it cuts deep. <laughs> well, do, uh, while, we're talk- while we're talking yeah, about um, about Lucas, we mm-hmm. have to bring up Nadine uh, reached out on messages uh, on Instagram to say that she was distraught that we did the finale episode of season six and didn't mention Lucas's magic, his sudden use of magic tricks. And in fact, let me read the message because it was it was really funny. Uh, but she's adamant that we address it. So I guess <laughs> there's no time like the present. Fair play. So Nadine said, I've just listened to the finale of season six. And I can't believe you didn't take the piss out of Lucas for doing magic. It was a moment between him and Karen and a good throwback to season one. But I was like, guys, address the magic. Dom Dom didn't even take the piss. Has Lucas spent six seasons waiting for someone to hand him a prop he knows how to do a trick with? Is he self-taught? Has he been having secret lessons? When will he strike again? (laughs) I'm kind of hoping that, like the final magic trick he did was that disappearing act and we never see him again. But you know what, Nadine, you're absolutely right. It needed addressing. I remember watching it during the watch along. I think I laughed and was like, what the hell is going on? I When I watched it again, ready to record the episode, the same thing. I was like, that's ridiculous. What the hell is he doing? But then it just slipped my mind. I completely forgot about it because there's, you know, other things going on. But did the, did the little girl do magic? Did, did someone do magic and that's why he does the trick? Does his little sister do magic? Or when he was having the weird vision, dream, quest day, you know, when he was going through lifts and ending up in a park and in the hospital and all sorts, and he could see Keith and they're in a good old chat. I'm sure someone did that trick. And I thought maybe Lily had done it. Or what, was it Lily? Yeah, I thought Lily, Lily had done it. Or the imaginary sister that he made up had done it. Someone had done that trick. And he kind of copied it, and that's why Karen was connected to it because she maybe done it to Karen as well. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But yeah, it was it was awful, <laughs> and he's terrible. And it, you know, we I think we could do it better. We should recreate that. We'll sit on the steps outside your house, 
and well, I'll do crap magic for you. <laughs> Perfect. I'd love. You've got you've got a lot of jobs. You're now a magician, sports agent. <laughs> so much going on. I can do them all. Can I can do, do them, Simon. I can do them. My favorite part of this episode was Haley's impression of Lucas. So good. <laughs> she did, uh, I don't know, Haley. She does like the stuttering thing. Yeah. It's so good. I just, I was desperate for her to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yes, yep. Dean, thank you for mentioning the magic. You are right. It was terrible. And we won't let you down like that again. Never. Never. So, okay, hang on. So, have you, can you tell us, have you got a prediction for what's going to happen? You've said what you think and everything, but what's actually, what do you think is going to happen with this allegation? I think it's going to go on for a bit longer. Like, Renee's going to be more and more serious that uh, are more and more adamant that it's Nathan's. And I think knowing that it isn't Nathan's and it's going to be a quest for the truth to find out, uh, basically to get her to admit that it isn't Nathan's. Um... And that's going to be his journey for, you know, 50% of this season, I guess. <laughs> okay. And we'll find out. Kat, how do you feel about... Well, there's a couple directions. Do you want to talk about Alice Dupree? Dupree? Alex Dupree. Do I want to talk about it? Yes. No, no, let's just skip over Alex entirely. She's I hate Alex <laughs> in this episode. Okay. Well, we have to talk about it though, because it's kind of it's kind yes. of what we do here. I mean do you, do you yeah. what do, do I don't, you I don't enjoy... make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> You're a big part of them. One of the rules surrounds you. If you go, we all go. But what what do you think of her in this episode, Kat? And what do you think of the actress playing her? Is it Yana, Jana, Kramer? Is it a soft J? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've always gone with Jana, but I do know that it could be Yana. Um, I mean, I actually, she was one of the people that I, celebrities that I briefly met at the convention and I don't remember, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember. Um, she was the worst, the worst photograph that I, that I got because just just because of me, my face just didn't smile, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the camera and the camera person didn't pick up on that that my face was more surprised than smiling. But that's okay. She's she's a nice person. Alex is not nice. She's I just don't see the point of her. She's just irritating. I didn't like when Brooke was calling her dumb and dumb dumb. I didn't like that. Or this or the speaking Spanish to make her go away. You know, that was a bit cruel, but then on the other side you have Alex calling people in wheelchairs retarded and cripples, I believe she said, and that's an entrance. Yeah, that's uh, you know that hits the ear in a particular way, doesn't it? And not a nice way. Um, 
what, what do you what do you think, Dom? I mean, this is a yeah big entrance of a character. Do you think she's going to be around for a while? Is she going to be like a couple episodes and gone? Do you want to f- pull your arm off and throw it out to quote Joey? <laughs> Uh, y- yes, that's exactly what I want to do. She was irritating as hell. Um, I, she made Millie more irritating as well. Um, but that's because she was trying to, you know, fix her, I guess, and get her up and get her to the shop. And why Millie was doing something so menial when she's, you know, supposed to be this high-powered, I-run-the-company person, I do not know. I do not know. But obviously they're paying uh, this Alex, do you say, Alex, a lot of money like half a million dollars to be the face of clothes over bros. So I think she's probably going to be around for a little while. If that's the case, if she's going to be the new, like it girl, I guess, as they used to say in, in like in those times, if she's the it girl, she's the face of the brand. That's what they're going to, you know what they're going to go with. Then yeah, I think she's going to be floating around for a little while, but also why would she have any need to be in tree Hill? You know, they could send her all of the clothes, send a photographer, make her wear them, take pictures, that job done. You know, there's actually no reason for her to be in Tree Hill unless she's going to be in it for a little while longer. So, yeah. Uh, it would and... be way less cheap than uh, the private jets she took. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those cashews that, you know, Whitey could have been having. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've obviously bought her in for a reason. They showed off her acting talent, I guess, because she was in the film that Julian and Brooke were watching. And... I thought Brooke had made the suggestion to get her in, but it's it seemed as the episode went on that it was Millie's idea to get her in and Brooke had then watched the film to see what she was like and then agreed that she was had the right look about her and the right kind of sensibilities and stuff, I guess. Because Millie was apologising for pretty much the entire episode, saying, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm so sorry, I'll, I'll resign in the morning, or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Um, because she'd picked this girl and it was a massive mistake because she was just a, a total mess, but... At the end of the day, Brooks the the business decision maker, isn't she? So it was kind of up to her as well. Um, so um, they made their bed, they better lie in it, sort it out. She kind of redeemed herself at the end, didn't she? I mean, they had the whole "that's what she said" bit, and she didn't understand it, and it was a bit silly, and it was quite funny, and they kept going back and forth. But then Brooke was really nasty because that's what Brooke does. She she does like kind of. Um, friendly to your face, nasty behind your back kind of stuff. She's a proper bit of a bitch, really. Um, and, yeah, that's that's kind of all i got to say about Alex, to be honest. I think she'll float around for a bit longer. That's it. They made a point of her showing her batty for some reason, and oh. <laughs> there was a couple batty shots in this. Like, there was hers, and then there also was um, Quinn as well. Um it was weird. Like, the editing of it was weird. Like, I, I think it was a batty double is what I'm going with. Because otherwise, it was like a flipped up. Uh, I was thinking, it's funny how time... Oh, God, this is going too far. It's funny how times change, right? Because she's like, you know, I've got a great batty. These aren't the words she said. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and then it's flipping up. And I'm thinking... You got a flat batty, like that. Yeah. Is, <laughs> standards changed, right? Like, we, yeah. We're like a little Sutton now, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. like she said that hers was better than Cameron Diaz. Oh, I don't believe it. 
I'm saying cat. Well, okay. Yeah. Cat, well, <laughs> any comments on this? I mean, did you see who wrote the episode? Mm. I think that I think that explains why that those type of shots were in the were in the thing. But yeah, Alex just you don't you don't need to be doing doing that kind of thing. That's that's not why Brooke and Millie hired her. Mm. Um, you know, they hired her to be to be a model. But did did you Dom? Did you pick up the the acting that so she stole the dress comment from her movie? Yeah, the dr- the dress speech, and the way that uh, James Vanderbeek stole Lucas's lines and sold them into Paul to get the job, and now yeah. Alex has stolen the lines about her dress and sold them in to Brooke to keep to keep the job. Yeah, it was really. I thought it was really clever actually that she that because it was the the lines right that she's saying in the, from the film. I thought it's actually that's quite good. It's quite funny, and she's yeah. she's made it work for her, and then she's going to get to keep, you know, five hundred thousand dollars on the back of that, which I think is smart. It's good work, you know. She says she's a good actor, uh, and you know clearly she is. She did a good good job there. Um, yeah, I just. There, there was no need. What I'm quite looking forward to is when we get to judgments and you say favorite like line of the episode, and Simon goes, uh, "Look at my batty; it's better than Cameron Diaz." You know what? See the the other thing I was thinking, and this isn't to be like I don't know sexist or genderist is that a word or or whatever, but sure. this is this show was a predominant female audience, right? So it's so obvious that. Mark Schwann wrote this or they was written from a male perspective because who is that serving like I like yes okay I'm not saying obviously not uh everybody is heterosexual and this that and the other I'm sure there are women that also you know enjoy the female form too of course there are but it's just like generally speaking it's just a bit it's just distasteful uh unnecessary and just obvious you know and uh yeah it just really doesn't age well yeah it's cheap cheap yeah so yeah there you go okay well do you have a prediction you said you think she'll stick around for a bit yeah i think she's gonna be in it for a bit longer again i don't think she's gonna be like there till the end of season nine i think maybe she's got you know a bit of longevity in season seven let's say but um i'm not sure how long but she's supposed to be the face, so maybe she does a few episodes in a row and then she disappears for a bit and like pops in and out occasionally. Like Victoria might reappear and be like, Who's this god awful mess that you've hired? And then she realised that she's being a nice mother, so she'll like apologise and you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, I, I can't imagine she'll be in it f- forever, you know, for the rest. Okay. Well let's move over to oh, we've still got so much to cover, oh, my gosh. Uh Let's go over to uh, Julian. The Julian, tell us about Julian, Dom. Uh, you haven't been synopsizing today. Well, Julian has a like quite an interesting journey in this one because he has a bit of a confrontation with his father. His father appears and basically says, "What are you doing? You're throwing your life away. Um, you doing it for this girl? And I've seen all the tabloids. I've seen what she's been up to. She's no good for you. You could be actually making something of your life uh, and becoming this like big." 
film producer like I am. Sort yourself out. See you later. And it's kind of, Julian's kind of story is all centered around that one special day that he had with his dad. They went to see The Thin Red Line. Great film if you haven't seen it. I would recommend it. It's a really, really good film. Um, came out in 1998 as well. Same, I think same year as Saving Private Ryan, but wasn't as successful. But still very, very good war film. Um, and uh, yeah, Julian's uh, like remembers that day so well and kept the poster or like got the poster because that day meant a lot to him. And it was like the one special day that he had with his dad and he felt like he cared about him. And, he, and that's when he decided he wanted to work in film um and yeah it was a, like a big day for him and a big moment but his dad then from that point on was just a total dirtbag <laughs> basically and uh, just work was more important being um the best at what you do was more important kind of like that dan scott kind of journey but less i, I guess kind of less abusive um uh, and julian just like finds it really difficult has an argument it isn't in the right headspace it's, it's just finding it all a bit of a challenge because at the end of the day he does want to have a successful career and but he wants to make meaningful films uh and stuff that means something to him and it's going to mean something to the people that watch it rather than doing it for just for the money but also he doesn't want to leave tree hill because brooke's there and he's you know totally in love and head over heels with brooke and she's now in love with him and you know, well she's been in love with him the whole time but is now saying that she loves him so it's, it's, they've got a really nice bond they live together she hates where he's put the poster right by the front door and their you know front room um and it doesn't look good and she's like should we put it in the spare room but brooks like really redeeming quality and something that's really good about her is that she does for julian what julian did for her invites the father around lays into him and says that he deserves so much better so much more you haven't been a father figure to him. Um, if anything, you've been like a shit boss kind of thing. Uh, and he listens. He takes it to heart and he understands. And um, he knows that Brooke isn't going to let anything get in the way of him and uh, of her and Julian. Just like Julian um, said to Victoria, nothing's going to get in the way of, of him and Brooke. So um, I thought it was a really, really nice moment. I thought it was a really, you know, good section. And then the, the father comes back to see Julian and kind of apologizes for being a bit of a shit dad and i thought that was touching it's quite a nice moment those that have souls may have shed a tear did did you cat i came close i came close but i think when i think when paul admitted that he didn't remember that day and that day being what julian remembers as their best day their only day I I did kind of question whether or not Paul should have just not said that he doesn't remember it at all. Maybe he could have said that to Brooke. But then with Julian, he could have gone, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we had that day, son. Okay. You know, maybe that's just we're all adults. We tell the truth now. It's, it's those moments in these kind of programs, though, that like he'll go, I really enjoyed that day, son. And he'll go, ah, we didn't see the thin red line. It was that, you know, and then it just becomes a whole other twist. It's like, you've always been a shit dad. <laughs> we watched Multiplicity with Michael Keaton, you fuck. <laughs> exactly. I just put this poster up just to annoy Brooke. Because I yeah. knew it would. I wish Michael Keaton was my dad. I would have had four of him. I had one of you and you were a shit. 
Yeah. No, well, I, actually, it was more just, I think, him as a character overtly admitting or omitting what that he, like, realising that he hadn't done a good job. And hopefully that's going to be the catalyst for change. So, mm. so we'll see because we ha- we've had a lot of shit dads in One Tree Hill. We haven't had many that have made a amends for it really like i mean we've had dan wasn't a good dad we've had peyton's real dad biological dad sorry um wasn't good was he bounced uh larry's nowhere to be seen we've never met brooke's dad um who else any other dads Haley's dad yeah. Rock star. Lewis? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Abandoned. I mean, yeah. Her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are we are we including Nathan? Because he's a great dad. Nathan's a good dad. Yeah. Well, that's got you. And unless of course you know. Are we talking Keith? Or are we talking Dan? It's still never been a hundred percent not proven Dom's original theory about keith so that we should have that on a hoodie or a t-shirt run just keith is lucas's biological dad just simple just is what it is <laughs> something we need some sort of fun ploy on it maybe our next one should be something that's like uh got loads of little inside jokes on there you know that's i don't know we'll work it out we could do a yeah. word cloud of all our like phrases, like yeah, big daddy cash cow, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Python. Tom really wants that one. Yeah, <laughs> Tom's are really in for the big daddy cash cow. <laughs> yeah, we could do like a little thing on Patreon and see like what what words or phrases should go on there somehow, and we'll find a creative way of putting it on there. Maybe in like a word, you know, like a like in a crossword or something, or. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay, well, okay, let's just park that there. What about, we've got all of Haley's stuff with the record label with, oh, how have I forgotten? With Miranda. 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 Miranda Stone. It's quite easy, though, to be fair. Like, Miranda's come in to close down the label, and Haley's basically got to spend the entire episode trying to figure out how she can beat her. Um, other than like dealing with Quinn and letting her son just go off with, you know, um, skills and uh, what's her name, Miss Lauren. Um, or, or just Lauren now, we know, Lauren. apparently. Lauren. Who knew? Just Not Lauren. me. Not me. Always Miss Lauren. It's always Miss Lauren. She's Miss Lauren. Who's, um, d- who's doing that? That's like someone going to me, hi, Mr. Simon. Like, what? Mr. Simon. <laughs> I knew you was going to do it. I knew you was going to do it. Hello, Mr. Simon. Explain it. No. No, Mr. Simon. It's only for you. (laughs) Dominic does these little... He doesn't do voices. He does characters for me sometimes, (laughs) like in real life. And he'll just go into being a character and will just embody that person. And they would just be made up. It's not an impression of someone. It's a made up. And this was a character that used to just call me Mr. Simon and other things. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. 
Yes, there you go. <laughs> Back to <laughs> one tree hill. <laughs> Rather than my lunatic brain. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like, Haley's episode is quite easy, like in terms of discussing, because record label, we're here to shut down Red Bedroom Records, it's not going anywhere. And she brings in the big guns. She brings in Mia, and Mia's the only one that can save it because um, she talks about their their past and what they what they quite cleverly do in that scene where Mia does come in is they throw in the personal references and how close they are and she keeps saying oh how's Chase oh yeah Chase fine he's great yeah. you know says hi this that and the other oh what about this oh you know when Peyton did that oh when you know so they they threw a few of them in so that Miranda 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 kind of sees how close they are and how much of a connection they have and actually when they then turn around and use the kind of legal bit and actually say um, that I'm signed to Red Bedroom Records that's exclusive I record for them and it's distributed by you that's it that's the deal so if you close them down you don't have me and I was like your top selling performer last year your top selling artist so you're going to lose a fuckload of money if you lose me. And Miranda's like, well, money talks. And she's like, no, actually, you know, loyalty and, you know, friendship and all of that talks louder. So that's what I'm going to stick with. Um, and I, I, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? I think I said it last week. Miranda was just going to be the one that's going to stick around and manage the record label appropriately. And it might allow Haley to actually, you know, actually do some work and produce a record a new record some new songs when when we'll she when she said you got six months <laughs> to record the album i was thinking right like six months like i know i don't know maybe it's because i just watched that robbie williams documentary it's like my man's banging out albums in like two weeks but it's just crazy the beatles wrote an album in a day they wrote one in a day. Cat is Robbie Williams like big in Australia? People know what's up with Robbie. Yeah, Dom's nodding. He's like, he, yes. in a, he is in Australia he's right now, or yeah. or he was last last weekend. He oh. has become a phenomenon. I mean, yeah, he always was, but yeah, he's he's all on on all the socials. He's 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 found a love for Australian football AFL, and he's devoted songs to it and now he's playing them for the Australian audiences and they're just laughing it up and he's just loving life and but yeah red red bedroom records I don't, I don't think they have a Robbie Williams in them <laughs> no. well, <laughs> they, they've, they've, they've only got Mia uh, <laughs> which is something I've never understood you know like they don't they don't even do throwaway lines about oh I've got this meeting with this band you know, they don't have records on the walls to show that there's other bands that's in their labels. They don't have extras in the background, you know, setting up for recording. Um, and Haley also was supposed to start this, you know, uh, Peyton agreed that Haley would do a second record and there's been a 14-month time jump. So <laughs> not calling Haley out but calling Haley out it's been about two years now. Yeah, pull your finger out. And it's not like it's not like she's teaching, is it? It's like Dr. Dre's detox is going to come out before Haley's album. <laughs> but you know, but now we've got Miranda actually uh, doing whatever it is that Haley has not been doing. 
the red bedroom and now Haley has has to you know actually do some work stop spending time doing all the other things that she does in her life i i've got so much more i want to say about robbie williams but i have to put a pin in it because we've because of time but if you have you guys watched have you watched a netflix documentary so good he's so talented i didn't know i didn't know how talented he is he wrote all his own songs i didn't know did you know did you know yeah i know he writes his songs but he uh i think a lot of people can can write it's just he's got that star quality hasn't he yeah and also i i always thought I didn't know about all the Gary Barlow stuff. Fuck you, Gary Barlow. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Barlow. He's really controlling. Really controlling. Yeah. Well, that was that was the thing. There's uh, there's just one bit. No spoilers. But there's there's one bit where he's like, because Gary Barlow was trying to control him and didn't want him in the limelight. It was like the Gary Barlow show. And so he's basically at one point when he left, he was like so angry. He said, "Okay, I'm gonna have the career that he wants to have." And then he did, like, yeah. Jesus. But to be fair, get to be to to be fair to Gary Barlow. If you listen to Gary Barlow talk about take that and the origins of take that, and he he says that he was controlling. He thought it was his group. He thought he mm. was the central of it. So he's on. He's honest about it. It's quite yeah. Yeah. To, I like Gary Barlow as well. I mean, I'm just being playful. Fuck Gary like. Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> I like. There's a load of take that songs that I like. Have you like bought the his, newer one. Have you bought his wine? From Asda? Who? Gary Barlow's, Gary Barlow's wine. Would that mean having to go in Asda? I'll go to Asda for you and get you some Gary Is it Barlow only wine. in Asda? I think it's exclusive to Asda. I mean, it's going to be, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you exclusively that the answer will forever be uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you a bottle. You drink white, don't you, normally? Yes, please. Or sparkly stuff. <laughs> I don't think he does sparkly stuff. No, it sounds Anyway, lovely. can we get back to One Tree Hill now, please? Yeah, there's nine people in the waiting room because I told them all we're starting bang on half ten. We haven't Make even... <laughs> <laughs> right. Talk about Quinn. Talk about skills. Talk about Lauren. And then is there anybody else? No one of note. No. Um, go, 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 go. That whole bit was... F- filler it was nonsense it was like a rubbish bit of the episode like miss lauren jamie and skills and all that was crap it was just more of a device for her to bump into clay clay to start fancying her her to pine over david i think she said and us to not really know what the fuck's happened there and to question it a bit more and to go oh what's happened with david and for her to then sit with her legs in the pool with Haley later on and go oh your phone's not stop fucking ringing or whatever or that he had before, no uh, right to change he has uh, to be the same person he's always been fuck off like the yeah, point of a relationship is that people change all of the time and actually what we learned from 50 first dates is you have to make them fall in love and you fall in love with them every single day because people change and people grow up quinn for fuck's sake quinn yeah. call me colonel now <laughs> what quinn is really saying is she never loved him in the first place Ooh, and actually Ooh. whatever she saw in her in him was a reflection of her own past and insecurities and things that she couldn't see and her unconsciousness of her soul time to go deeper quinn go deeper into Bitch. yourself <laughs> and, uh, but i like uh, quinn you know I yeah she's good she's all right she's, she's, she's gonna she's last right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't understand. It's a terrible, terrible introduction to a character to come in having left her husband. I don't know. I just, it's never sat with me that that is a good character introduction, but maybe there's some truth to it, what she's saying. Maybe we'll get the other side of it. Maybe she should just accept that people change because I'm sure she has. It would be different if she was like, you know, he he lost the joy in his eyes. He lost the love for life. He became super negative or whatever it may be. Um, but not just like he became different. It's like that's not that you haven't given enough yeah. of a reason as to what the issue is. Like we all change all of the time. Like that's part of life. And that really is the test of a relationship is that you continue to evolve together, you know, rather than it just being you stay the same. You stay the same, then you die, right? Like you have to continue to grow. That is literally the point of life. So yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. Can we go into judgments? Anything we missed we'll catch on there? Yes. Yeah. Then, before we go any further, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast... And how could you not? Then check us out, ravenshoops.net, wide on, because basketballs go through... Hoops. But cat, they also go through... Nets. Ravenshoops.net, everything's on there, all the Patreon tiers, early release on episodes guest host on episodes the discord the watch along videos as well as the watch along after parties and the watch along after after parties for the people that really know cat you're one of them and all of the other good stuff that's on there the community where it's really at cat who is your favorite performer of this episode she didn't have a lot to do but what a performance all she did was walk on stage and Dom was screaming, shouting, swearing. He was not happy. So that is a performance to create that reaction to Neil Harris. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Dom, favourite performer? Uh, I just want to say, I don't think anyone's picked a performer because of my reaction before, so that's impressive. Um, I actually picked Bethany Joy Lenz for her, mostly for her impressions of the other characters in the show. Uh, impressions of Lucas, impressions of Peyton, and then like staging that conversation between the two of them. So yeah, I picked her for that. Uh, what about you, Simon? I also picked Bethany Joy Lenz for the same reason. I thought it was almost Jim Carrey, like some of her like movements as well when she like grabbed the bag and sort of exited off. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, she's always been good. We all know this, but yeah. um, she kind of shined in this one. Cat, who was your favorite performer of this episode? I don't know who's your favourite character of this episode. I am so, so sorry. Unforgivable. I went with Brooke. Brooke, Penelope, Davis. Fixing things with Julian and his dad. Yeah, which is nice, which is the the symmetry for him doing that to her. Dom, favourite character? Brooke as well. Same reason. Simon, favourite character? Dan? <laughs> I love that. We've got notes and you're like, oh, <laughs> nice batty at the end. <laughs> Dan was good. Oh, it's just Dan, isn't it? It's just, 
That's, that's the homie. Cat, uh, favorite background performer? One line or less. Uh, there's two guards at the airport that are surrounding Alex as she's coming in. I'll go with the, with the first one at the front because one's holding four little suitcases, the one at the front, and the one at the back is holding three little suitcases and they're trying to protect her. And I, if anyone storms her, what are they going to do, throw those suitcases at them? <laughs> Their hands were not free to be able to intercept. Dom? Um, at the in the restaurant where Clay is sitting down talking to Renee the first time, when Nathan storms in, there's like this blonde guy standing behind Nathan, and he's like possibly a waiter or works there or something like that, and he's just like staring at Nathan, like he's got the look of shock on his face, like why is this man screaming before he's even started screaming, mm-hmm. and obviously he's an NBA star, so he's just like why is this NBA star screaming before he's even started screaming, um, so I picked that guy, he he looks mightily shocked at life uh simon yours? Well, to, to connect to that today as i was walking into not as the waitrose there was a <laughs> which is a supermarket i walked past uh i can't remember her name but from eastenders stacy's mum. she's got it going on what's her, yeah what's her what's her name stacy Slater's mum. someone knows Tessa and English people are like shouting right now. It's her. F was like, it's Mo. And I was like, no, little Mo got, no. was with Trevor and got hit with the iron and all of that. Terrible. It was, uh, She's a bit nutty. Yeah, exactly. Her. Shall I walk past her? I was like, ah, it's her. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, I chose also when Alex was, get, was coming out of the airport, but she was being like ushered into the limo. There was one of the security guards that was like ushering her in. Kat, who's your favorite line of the episode? I hate Alex, but I went with an Alex line. Wine's not even alcohol. It's like grape. And I'm fairly certain she said grape singly. Wine is grape. Wine is grape. Excellent. Nice. And Dom? Uh, I went for a Brook line. It's quite a long one, so please bear with me, but it was a good one. Uh, and it's Brooke saying to Julian's father, uh, and for one boy, uh, and for one day, that boy felt close to his father. He felt loved and appreciated. And the sad part is, there was only one of those days. Because in my book, the day that he didn't feel that way should be the unique one. Fix it. Mm-hmm. Good. Yours? That was, that was a good one. I mean, you've said a really serious one, uh, but <laughs> I went with the homeless guy going, hey, man, what your name is? <laughs> nice. Good choice. <laughs> Kat, what was your favorite song of the episode? She's a Genius by Jet when Rachel stormed the stage and tore Dom's soul in two. Great choice, Dom. Beautiful Australian band, I think. Uh, But I also went with She's a Genius by Jet. Uh, And yeah, I attributed it and I even wrote it to the, in the scene with Millie and, um, not Millie, um, Lauren and, not Lauren, what's her name? Miss Lauren? Lauren. Lauren and Skills. Lauren and Skills. I wrote Lauren and, I wrote Millie and Skills, but I meant Lauren and Skills. Oh, though Millie and Skills at the beginning when they're, when he's naked still. Get out of the flat. What was yours, Simon? <laughs> Mine was She's a Jet by Genius. Loved it. She's a Genius by Jet. 
I know what I said. I <laughs> <laughs> and then last yeah, his last yeah. Last but not least is the precious precious rating cat. Did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes, I did. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? Stay the same. Excellent. Dom, same questions. I uh, got a number, stay the same. You, same questions. Didn't think of a number, but one came to me just now. Got it, locked it in. Ready? We'll say them on three. One, two, three, eight. Eight. Easy money, <laughs> easy money. Swish. Bam. Give me a new NBA contract. Okay, done. Nike deal. That's an eight. Cat, we love you. Thank you for being here. As always, if you weren't here, it would be the end of the podcast. I hope you know that that pressure is on your shoulders because... That's how much we love you and appreciate you. So thank you as always. Leader of Offhead as well. Yes. You're welcome. I don't do anything with that, but that's why I'm the leader. <laughs> if you see someone with a terrible haircut, you just have to let us know and then we'll do an intervention. Let them know. <laughs> but Kat, how do you want Dom to finish this episode for the Ravens Chant? I don't know. Is there a way to recreate Dom's reaction to Rachel appearing on screen? You know, just screaming, just no, no, no. <laughs> but also, yes, we need to do a Ravens chant. <laughs> Some sort of terror, please, Dom. Some sort of what, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this can't be possible. Let's do Ravens on three and make it go away. One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> Ravens. Ravens.